Hi, I'm Harut Markarian, and this is Mobility and Inclusion, the show where we share the powerful stories of people with disabilities and daring entrepreneurs making waves in our world. From technological innovations to best practices in business, we'll learn what it really means to live in an inclusive and universally designed environment. Welcome to a new episode of Mobility and Inclusion. I am your host, Harut Markarian, and I am joined today with a truly remarkable person, Minerva Garcia, also known as Mini. Um, and we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about um, how you can improve your financial situation, right? Uh, basically, strategies that will put you at a better financial situation. But before we do that, Mini, first of all, welcome to the show. Oh, I'm so excited to be back, Harut. Thank you for having me back. Um, I'd love to have you. Uh, before we get going, please uh, like introduce us a little bit. Uh, talk to us about yourself a little bit. Just a quick uh, bio, if you will, of uh, where did you start and what are you doing right now? Yes. Okay. Well, thank you. First and foremost, Harut, thank you very much. Such an interesting way in how we met. But a little bit about myself. I'm actually an immigrant from the Philippines. And um, and so, you know, I'm very Filipino. So if you do not understand some of the words that I say right now, it's the accent. Just blame it on the accent. But anyway, I came here in the United States in about 1989, immigrated here, kind of like most uh, immigrants wanted to uh, get the American dream, right? But uh, before coming here, I actually prepared myself to get into a high paying industry called the healthcare industry. Because back home, what we learned is that, you know, as long as you uh, go to a good school, get a good grades, pass, and then get a good career, you're set. You're financially. We all learned that, right? We all learned that. (laughs) Yeah, we all learned that. You know, I'm kind of like a little bit of a uh, in a competitive side. So I push myself a little bit more uh, in school. But so, yeah, fast forward, I came here in the United States with that um, paradigm in my head as far as being uh, my my idea of success and my idea of um, being wealthy. So I did work so hard. I became a physical therapist. And right now, actually, I've been a physical therapist for about uh, 30 years. And um, I came here, migrated here in the United States in Los Angeles. So ask me about those hospitals. I probably work in one of those hospitals because it's been that long, right? And um, what I was doing is actually I was pursuing a career. I love what I do. And so I was in that healthcare industry as an aide and in humble beginnings, I loved it, what, uh, what it means to help our, my patient. And I've been a patient myself too, being a breast cancer survivor of about 25 years now. Woohoo! Right? And so I love that. Uh, yeah, I love that industry. But more than anything, the reason why I love that industry is I believe that that industry will provide me the wealth that I needed. Because we're getting paid very well. Well, or so I thought. <laughs> Until three years ago, I got, um, you know, I came to this crossroad in your life I'm ready to retire or thinking of wanting to retire um human beings at some point they kind of like think that you know well I don't want to work all the time right (laughs) and and said but then I was just looking back said but what's going on financially I said I knew I was not ready and that my heart is not being filled anymore because I support a charity group called Fact Alliance, Fight Against Child Trafficking. And at that point, financially, it's not meeting the needs for my family at the same time having this amount of money. So then, you know, like you start, you ask one question and you insert the doubt, am I really in the right track? I was just thinking like, 
30 years. It's only now that I'm asking that question. <laughs> but you know what? 30 years or 20 years, it doesn't matter. It's a good thing that that question came across because I learned that um, the, um, the quality of your life is based upon the question that you ask yourself. And so I'm glad that I asked that question because it was answered through an invitation from a friend of mine. She invited me on a financial education. I think it's our homework. It's our homework to have a guest that evening. It so happened actually the anniversary, fourth, fourth year. It's the, uh, um, the eve of, or October 31st. So it's coming up, coming up soon, exactly four years. But I was the only guest. So it's almost like, I got infused so much in the financial information. And I said, wait, all these years, I never knew this other half portion. I mean, I will not deny the fact going to school, if that's to learn the craft, to learn what you're passionate about is really amazing. I support that. Um, and then being able to go through a career, I support that. You know what? But the other half of the equation, as far as the wealth is concerned, I learned that evening four years ago, and I'm just so excited about it. And so I- You, you bring up a lot of good points. You bring up a lot of good points. So uh, uh, I actually have several questions for you. So uh, first thing you said that, that really resonated with me is that you love what you do, right? Uh, and and I'm, I'm the same way. Like ever since I started working and I'm, I'm like you, you know, I went to school. It was always like, go to school, get a good education and then find a good job and then you'll be good, right? That was the, uh, that, that's how we were brought up. That's the environment that we lived in. And I think most people live in that sort of environment until we get into that illumination uh, period, if you will, right? We, we, yeah, and uh, so uh, one, thing, uh, one thing that, you know, I, I really wanna mention before we get into the other stuff, that if, if you are not, happy with what you're doing, just quit. Quit and go do something else. Because I can say this confidently, I can say that I have never gone to work. Ever since I started working, I've never gone to work just for the paycheck, right? Because I love what I do. Until today, I love what I do. And of course, I expect better things. And that's what I loved about uh, what, what, you, what you just said. You know, you're enjoying, you enjoyed your career. You know, you got your education, you enjoyed your career. But now comes the other side of things that, we don't learn in school, right? How to set ourselves uh, financially, right? Financially, so we are not dependent on anyone. So yes, what's the strategy that we're gonna talk about today? Oh, wow, you know, the last time I was in your show is as we were talking about, uh, you know, all this, the strategies that I learned, three simple things, right? But at the end of that, we talk a lot about taxes. Well, the end of the year is coming. <laughs> <laughs> that 2021 and if we look back actually what happened is that now we're realizing that hey the government printed a lot of money 40 percent of all dollars printed got printed in the last year and a half correct actually in the last quarter is a lot of them already and yeah. so now you sort of like wonder in the past i would not care 
I'll just pay my taxes. Well, as a matter of fact, I mentioned that in the, our last one. I sort of like got a PTSD. <laughs> taxes. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, every year it's like almost you feel the anxiety of like I have, I have to pay taxes. And when I finally learned that it's really that simple, you just look at it head on and that it's because of my ignorance on what taxes is and all that that made me feel insecure about taxes. But this, this time... I come in a different information and just would like to give everybody that um, the sense of hope that in spite of the fact that the government is bringing us all these taxes, there are strategies that we do not have to get uh, sucked into if only, only if we educate ourselves. You know, um, I was just reading through taxes and I just realized taxes started right from the very beginning of time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not to uh, push on the Bible, but I read in the Bible, that's where I saw, I heard this, uh, the saying, give to Caesar what is Caesar, give to God what is God's. That's taxes, right? Right off the bat, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah, sometimes you make it think that taxes is like the new thing or some of the myths that we're, you know, trying to believe because trying to ignore and not educate ourselves about taxes is that the taxes is a partisan thing, like it is a Democrat thing or it's a Republican. It's not, you know, yeah, no, no, it's, it's not. a whole chicken thing, not the left wing and the right wing, right? I always, a friend of mine said, are you left wing or right wing? I said, well, I'm for the whole bird, <laughs> right? So the same thing with taxes. Taxes is like just taxes as is right from the get-go. And um, I learned, guess what? Lincoln taxed us, the very first president that taxed us. And See, here's the thing. I don't think people know that when we got taxed during that time, it's because of just to compensate or for the war that we lost and we needed. And then he had it only for 10 years. Would you believe that, Parut? They only said, yeah, 10 years. And then after that, we're done. We're good, right? And then so every time our country ended up have getting into this trouble, you know, war, World War I, World War II, and the need, then yeah, they bring up the taxes. Kind of like, Good. Yeah, I, I can understand, right? But do you know that in 1970, do you know how much is the highest tax that we ever actually uh, reached, that this country ever reached? Probably three, four percent. Are you kidding me? You know what? They taxed people 91 percent. That, oh, that, that was... That was during the war, right? Right after the war or something. Like right that. after the Second World War. Yep, yep, yep. It's interesting that it's almost like for me, I was just thinking like, okay, suppose I um, I earn $1,000. Of course, you know, let's just say, suppose I earn $100,000 for this year. 91% of my money is actually theirs. It's like the reverse of what you call the tithe, right? You yep. give the 10th. To God, and then you leave off the ninety percent, right? No, it's the other way around. You give the ninety percent to them, and you leave off the tenth. I said, "Wow!" But then, of course, you know, we have like um, Reagan dropped that our tax Reaganomics and everything. So it's just really very good. Well, why am I talking about this history? It's really very important to realize that taxes is really not evil. It is a necessary thing until there comes such a time in our country that, guess what? They got used to that taxes and they never really stopped 
even though we don't have any more wars, we don't have anything. Like, yeah, kind of like, yeah, if, if, you know, if I were you, if I'm giving you money and then, you know, people forget about why it is for because people are so busy. Um, say, for example, with the emphasis on my industry and my, uh, my sphere of influence, the nurses, the doctors, very busy about what their craft they're doing. They're helping people in the, um, in the medical field. They don't have time to listen to the history. They don't have time to introspect and said, well, well, well wait a minute. How come you're taxing me big? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to bring that in, because there is really a, a history and the reason why it. But then it so happened at some point they stopped. They stopped saying that they, they enjoyed the government enjoyed it. So then it becomes like a number one thing that's happening in us. And so that's why we were um, I, was, I was just sharing with you before that. You know what? Taxes are coming up. We know it. Our government says, you know, they did not shy away and saying like, oh, we're going to tax you 34, 48, you know, percent. What? You know, and who gets taxed? You know, middle class. Middle class said, you know what? I research what is the average income of a doctor? $400,000 a year. Average income of a nurse. One fifty to two hundred fifty thousand dollars. A physical therapist, the same thing, one fifty. So well, I guess I'm have to support the taxes, right? Yeah. And um, but we never knew. We just thought it was just like me in the past. I thought it's just like a necessary evil, you know. Well, whatever, you know, whatever they do. And then every now and then we talk to our tax preparer at the end of the year. How else can I cut down my taxes? So they will throw this 401k, they will throw in this IRA, right? And then so that instead of you're showing them you're earning, let's say 200,000, you're only earning this much. Yeah. But the government is wise. They limit you. Uh, if you're going to put it on 401k, it is nice before, the history before is that our employers match that. I give 100, they give 100, right? 100%. Now they make it sound the same, but I give 100, every 100, I give 10. <laughs> you know? And then a lot of, I mean, I asked a lot of my friends who are in the, um, in the hospitals, medical field said, do you know how much your, com uh, your employer match you? Oh yeah, they do. And then when they see, just check, you know, like just for fun, just check your HR and find out how much. And they didn't know that they're not matching anymore. No, yeah. And if they are, they're matching a very, very small percentage. Yeah, exactly. And then there's a cap, right? You know, the company that I used to work for, they'd say, oh, we'll match 3%. Okay, I'll put 3%. Oh, but then they said, but then if you hit $1,000 and $750, that's it. No more than that, right? And so I figured, okay, that's good. It's free money, but my money is growing someplace else where I have to wait. I am 59 and a half years old. And you have no control over it. No control because it's in the market. It's going up and down the market, right? Yeah. But then four years ago, I learned that there is another vehicle where you can put it, where actually where the rich people and the millionaires, the upper class earning people put their monies. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. You don't have to be an upper class. Yeah. Even though you're earning little, you can avail of that vehicle. Yeah. And I said, like you said, it all comes back to uh, financial education, right? 
Correct. Financial education. And then I mentioned before, the financial industry makes it so sound lucrative and they sound so the highfalutin. I mean, of course, portfolio is a portfolio, right? <laughs> Growing up uh, in, in high school or elementary, I learned portfolio is like a folder. That's how, how I, I imagine it. But then here they make it look like, you know, like a gold infused folder that the bag is holding, right? So, but no, it's so simple. Well, it's I, about I, like I always, say this. I always say this. If you if you can't use it or you if you can't explain it clearly and concisely, then you're you either don't understand it or you're trying to confuse the person in front of you. Correct. Which is what the financial uh, <laughs> so-called uh, uh, advisors, you know, yes. I mean, nothing against them, but you know, that's what, that's what it is at that ultimately, but let's go into the strategy that you're going to propose here. Uh, so what's the strategy a, and who is it going to benefit? Okay. So first strategy I would like to do first and foremost, I would suggest is that they sit down with somebody who will do a comprehensive financial analysis. The, the, why that is really very important is because until we know what we have, it is really hard to make a plan. Absolutely. You know, um, for healthcare workers, that's the thing. We want quick fix. You know, in pain, just give me a medication and then that's it. We're good. In finances, we really need to, um, I, I think they're learning now. They're learning now that they need to understand. You don't just give Zoloft or whatever so somebody's depressed. You need to sit down, right? It's the same thing with finances. Just because you think you have, thousand dollars left over at the end of your paycheck and that means that oh i'm going to invest my thousand dollars no number one strategy is sit down with somebody who will be who you trust that you that will have no no purpose and no motive but to help your family and to do a comprehensive financial analysis which i am glad my company does that we sit down and guess what if you do this in the bank or in other financial industry, they charge you about 500 to 5,500. Mm -hmm. If they see your money, you have bigger money than 5,500. They said, oh, there's so many things that we need to tackle around 5,500. Guess what we do is all free for those who have money and those who have millions of money, doesn't matter. Number one strategy, you need to sit down on that one. Second, you need to find out where you wanna go. What do you want yeah, where you want to go, how, how much do you want to have at the end of your work days? Yeah. When you if decide you to retire, how much yeah. money is enough for you, right? Correct. And it's funny you mentioned that when you retire. Because for me, for some reason, I don't like the word retire. I always say in the Bible, there's, God never says there's retirement. I was just saying, you just stop working in a, for somebody else, right? <laughs> when you stop working for somebody else and you decide to do something else, where do you want to go? What do you want else to do? And definitely whatever we do, when we walk out this door, we needed money to spend. So at least you know that, right? Yeah. And so once you know it, it's so much easier for somebody to sit down. Okay, here are a host of strategies that you can do. 
And when you sit down with somebody else, um, financial industry, you need to be able to, they need to be able to identify with you the three ways our money gets taxed. Okay, I'll just jump into the taxes really quick. Because oftentimes we focus our money on what we call the taxable column, right? Where we have our checking, our savings, CDs, annuities, and all that, and whatever they say there. And then, yeah, if we go to a tax preparer, they say us to put our money in 401k if your company offers that or IRAs, okay? Now, guess what happened in 1998? They're realizing that they're taxing a lot of these government people, high income, right? So what did they offer? Instead of IRA, they offer Senator Roth introduced Roth IRA. Roth. Right. So, okay, it's better than nothing. Right. Because that is now in the column called the tax exempt or tax free tax advantage. They're all in the same AKA name. Right. And in that side is actually the Roth IRA and then also a private placement. I love how Tony Robbins mentioned this, you know, Tony Robbins, you know, when he, he made that book, Money Master the Game and interviewed all of these um, billionaires and millionaires and asked them and said, you know what? You got this. Some people don't have it or a lot of people don't have it. What is this? Where should we put? And they mentioned that private placement. So now you sit down and put your money on the private placement. So if you sit up down on a comprehensive analysis, they should be able to show you all of these. Where is your money? Is it tipping all on the... Uh, taxable side or is it tipping or is it balanced where you have everywhere else i mean i'm not saying you're not supposed to put on taxable but if your tax exempt is empty you know that your boat has holes even with a roth ira your boat still has holes because it still follows that you have to wait until 59 and a half and your money is up and down the market i mentioned to you before like people talks about oh my money um, I, I earned this today, or I earned last month, last year, my money grow up. And, but then they never say when they lost, lose their money, right? They never mention about that. So now comes the next strategy is that feel that tax exempt strategy. Nobody is limited in a tax exempt strategy to private placement. And I think it's just like, it's just like geniusly designed. And it's called in an, putting your money in an index account, whether in an index annuity that blocks the hole. So let's say, for example, you have money in the 401k. There are things right now where you actually could access your 401k money, depending on your employer, if they will allow you, even though you're still employed. But normally 401k, you access it once you leave your work. And now what are we going to do with this money that you grew for me that I haven't paid taxes, right? Uh, will I leave it there going up and down the market and then wait until it's really massive that I pay the taxes? Or do I protect it? So what I help people, I help it. Guess what? We can hold that off and then move it over. So now you stop the bleeding, stop, block the holes but you still have to pay Uncle Sam for what you haven't paid. But then now it will now continue to grow. This time in an index where even if the market crashes, guess what? You don't lose it. Companies out there, oh, I, I cannot mention names, right? But the companies out there, guess what? They guarantee 7%. 
You're not going to lose literally you double your money in, in 10 years. And then you have what they call the lifetime guarantee income. So if you're one person is unsure whether you have uh, retirement money, here's guarantee. Even though you run out of money from that money that you move, guess what? You still have, you still get that money until you pass. Or if you have more than you can pass it on to a legacy, like if I have my, my charity. And then there's another thing that is really amazing is that how we help them is that, have you heard of insurance, life insurance? People are so shy about asking life insurance. You know, my mom has been a broker uh, with a very prominent company for very long years. But it's funny that when we were talking, I was telling her as I'm moving my industry from healthcare to a wealthcare industry, right? She said, yeah. And we were comparing notes. What she knew about insurances then is so different than now. And so I told her, why did you sell that type of life insurance? And it's almost like accusatory. I'm like, oh, forgive my mom. Bless her heart. She's so good. <laughs> She's the reason why I am here on earth and then also here in the United States. Anyway, um, but she told me, but that wasn't offered before. That type of insurance. Why is, what is this life insurance? Guess what? This life insurance is actually could be also a place where you can put your money. It's called a cash value life insurance. You are protecting yourself. Something happens to you. You cannot do two of the ADLs. Guess what? You can tap into that money. It's almost like a reserve money for when something happens to you, right? Or if something literally happens to you and God forbid, but you know, it's always a good thing when God says it's time for you to come join my angels and hosts of other great people, right? Another way of putting that when you die. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. I love that, Harut. I wanted, you know, and harmonize. I wanted to make it like smooth. Uh, it's all part of life. <laughs> it is. It's like 100% still is. I checked a few minutes ago. It's still 100%. It's going to happen, right? And so when that happens, guess what? Your family does not struggle, does not have to worry. Or whatever legacy you want to leave or whatever... Um, purpose for which God has designed you to be here and help it'll be continued why because you have this kind of life insurance amazing yeah yeah Absolutely. and that is guess what going back to our topic tax-free yeah tax-free if you need to access it right and then so um I was telling my daughter I said honey you better learn how money works because it is tax-free Everybody will probably tell you something different, but I just wanted to let you know that. Okay. So that's one. I mean, how many have I said? I already said three. One, have to sit down with a comprehensive. Better know that they have all those three and see balance where your money is set. And then third, place it where you have like tax exempt. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's the deal when it comes to taxes. Our doctors, our nurses work so hard. You know, it's, I mean, I get so emotional thinking about this because I do have some friends who have to make a hard or a difficult decision in the past few months. You know, when they mandated the vaccination. I mean, I'm not for vaccination, but I am for uh, understanding, okay? So, but I got myself vaccinated. You know, I made that, uh, I made that conscious decision for a different purpose. But if I was not pushed to think of other purpose, I would not either. But I don't shame the ones that have chosen. So that's yeah. one. 
it is the mandate that you know that you have to they lost we lost the choice yeah to, to your point um we were at the hospital as you know i just uh you know my wife baby. delivered our second baby yeah and uh because of the mandates actually the hospitals were running really short on staff uh so that i you know i i saw that firsthand in the hospital so yes. I, you know i understand completely what you're talking about but yeah please go ahead yeah so last year or a year and a half ago they're the heroes of our country Absolutely. Man, they really, you know, talk about it. There are heroes, da, 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 da. And then now it's almost like they're the villain. Mm -hmm. Is the villain because of, and then they, it, it ended up like it divided the whole, the whole industry. Yeah. And so it's really tough. And the families on each of those are affected. One is that they have to make a decision, you know, and I've known in in the hospitals some of the hospitals that i've worked they literally it's either your job or no job <laughs> that's that's a mandate i know um you're in glendale and i was just there <laughs> yesterday and then yeah that's that's what it is so i mean it hurts me because i know i have some friends that have to decide differently and but then they do not know anything about finances how can i handle this okay well that's one next i said oh by the way the last of your money will get taxed. You're still going to get taxed because you're still going to show for it, right? Mm -hmm. And so some strategies that I always tell them, number one is own a business. Yeah. Own a business. And you know this, Harut. That's why they said the business owners don't get don't doesn't get taxed as much as we are. You know, I would not say not taxed at all, but as much. Well, because... That is our forefathers founding decision. That's how we built this country. In the past, they're like about 90% entrepreneurs, business owners, and 10% employees. It flipped. Yeah. Now it's 90% employees and 10% uh, business owners. And so who are taxed? Of course, why will they tax the 10%? They will only, they will tax the 90% of people, right? And then so, with, with, when it comes to taxes, I tell them like own a business and not just any business. Here's the thing, here's what I discovered. In taxes, they're still discriminatory. <laughs> if you are in a certain industry, you can only get taxed and you can only get tax right of a certain amount, a certain percentage and all that. Some of the um, tax preparers or um, CPA know it some of them don't and that's what i discovered and yeah, that, that's the scary part of things right uh when, when the people who should know it and they don't correct so here's the thing when i invited a friend a friend of mine works in wells fargo she's the head of the educational platform in finances there right and then i do have another friend um she's a cpa guess what invited to the same class that I attended, simple, basic. And they go, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And that's when I said, okay, I don't want to go to the negative side. Okay, I'm glad that she knows it now. We have a mission to do. We need to bring it out in the world, this information. And I believe the more educated we are, the better our families and our country will be. Our country is so deep in debt. I tell you what, because we, we do not have an example of um, good money managers. 
And so that's why I went, I went back to my healthcare friends and I told them, said, guess what? There's something that we do not know in the healthcare bubble that is out there. If we only take the risk. There is one word that I always keeps coming back to mind um, for the past few days. And that word is settle. I didn't realize how negative that word settle is for me. I thought it was just like a word neutral, settle here, settle there. But recently it's just becoming like coming, you know, I don't want to settle. Settle for less or settle for more because life is ever evolving. Absolutely. So to that point, I want to say this. I want to say that change is inevitable, but personal development is a choice. Yes. Right? Very, very, very true, Harut. I am so glad that I got into um, what I'm doing right now because it is. it has become not just a financial industry, it is actually a leadership and personal development program business with a very big financial compensation attached to it. And then one of a very good um, mentor of mine, Ed Milet, said exactly the same thing. Just in case you do not know, you're actually in a uh, leadership and self-improvement industry with a very high compensation attached to it. And I just so love, you know what? I'm so blessed. I mean, I, I think I'll celebrate. I'll wear costume, whatever I'm going to do on October 31st, because that is the day actually when the grave of my old thinking about finances was broke loose. And then from then on, you know what, my heart is really uh, out there for families that are struggling. And I will not be in the healthcare industry for no purpose at all. And so I go back and tell our nurses, just give me, just give me 30 minutes and let me share you what you have and what, what's coming for you without you knowing. Nothing is just because there is always a purpose behind it. And then Let's educate ourselves. And that's what I do. I reach out to them, you know, healthcare to wealthcare, you know, this, my, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. My so how can, how can people get in touch with you? Okay. It's so easy to get in touch with me. I have my Calendly, but then go to uh, my LinkedIn, mini.garcia, and then you will see their healthcare to wealthcare. And of course, you know, my number, my number is for everybody else's out there. You can see me also on my IG Instagram, mini.garcia, and would love to sit down with you and see, dream with you and show you how it is really possible as long as we know and educate ourselves. Awesome. That's, that's really wonderful. And uh, I appreciate you, uh, you know, bringing this knowledge forward and raising, uh, hopefully we raised awareness today of what people can achieve by, you know, just sitting down with you for half an hour and you showing them what where they are and where they can be if they made small strategic changes in their finances. Yes. Right? yes, it doesn't have to be thousands and millions of dollars. That is the old myth that, you know, they use the word invest. Invest doesn't sound like, you know, I can invest time for my studies and learn and grow well, as a person. And I tell you. Investing in your financial education is also an investment that uh, everybody should make, right? Yes, definitely. Invest. Invest on yourself. Yep, Invest for that time. And Harut, well, thank you very much, Harut. I hope uh, 
Thank I will you. be able to give to your audience, you know, value. Absolutely, absolutely. You, you were amazing. I think a lot of people would benefit from the information that we talked about today. A lot of people don't know enough about what we talked about today. So I really thank you and I thank you for your time. And uh, I'll see you again soon, hopefully, right? All right, yes, see you soon. <laughs> Bye. 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 This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.